Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Monday, August 6, 2018, and this is the ride. Good morning my friends, it is a brand new day. I am ready to have success and victory today. And I pray that for you as well. It is a Monday and as Mondays typically go, we've got to recalibrate from the weekend. I don't know about you, but weekends for me are a great breath of fresh air. I feel like the Lord has blessed me with a job that satisfies me, uh, fulfills some purpose in my life, and I pray that you have the same. But there's something about a weekend that really, you know, it has to do with having a day of rest, you know. Um, you need to recharge your battery, something, I don't know. And, um, or you know, look at the things that are important in your life that aren't the day-to-day workplace important things, like your family, and, and devote time to that. So I had a nice uh, chance to touch base with my kids this weekend, of course with my wife, and with lawn equipment we have some friends of our well we have some family coming out this next weekend and i wanted to get some things taken care of with the lawn and all of that business because we're going to get some rain pretty soon here and i just needed to get it done getting out into the nature was absolutely excellent and spending time with my kids of course and my wife what I would call quality time. And one of the things we do on the weekend is we take some time to watch Stephen Furtick from Elevation Church. Don't know if you've checked into this, but you ought to. I've listened to him preach for years now, and I just have to say that God is doing something quite amazing with that church and how it is extending beyond the walls of that church. It's quite fascinating. And I want you to be a part of it because uh, everything I've seen, I can endorse. And so if you don't have a church family and don't even know if you'd want to touch base with a church family, you can tune in. In fact, right now you could if you wanted to. He's on YouTube. Uh, and really, I, I don't mean to say he. It's not about him. Granted, I believe he's anointed of God to preach, but it's about what's going on at that church and how the Lord is using that to reach into the culture. So if you need some God culture in your culture, I recommend checking it out. Stephen Furtick, preaching at Elevation Church. There will be no shortage of videos you can check out. Well, anyway, this weekend I had that chance to hang with my family watching that. And they do worship too. It's great. And it's just a good place to recalibrate, even spiritually. And it caused me to think about how we are preparing our lives. So preparation. I think that's the topic today. As we are getting ready to go to school again, rather my kids, 
I'm sure that you're probably involved in this process as well. If you're a parent or if you're a student, August is kind of a preparatory month, right? Not only in the physical sense, material sense and all that, but like in an emotional and spiritual, I've got to prepare for what's coming down. Some of you may be headed to your first college year, your freshman year. And you might be living on campus. You might be living away from home. And it is going to be a new situation. You're going to make new friends. And I pray blessing on you right now. That God's grace will be all over you to be able to handle whatever comes your way. And one of those things that might come your way is a mindset that does not align with the mindset of Christ. It's the world's mindset. And it's at odds with Christ. And sometimes I just, I, I'm fascinated by a couple things. Well, here's the thing. So I have been listening to iHeartRadio, a comedy station. It's little clips of comedy routines. Because I, I love comedy. And most of this stuff is clean. Well, pretty much all of it's clean. But it's not always in agreement with the mind of Christ, with the with the Spirit of God. And it's subtle, but it's basically, some of it's the spirit of anti-Christ. It doesn't have to be flames and pitchforks and evil, goat head kind of blatant Satanism. It doesn't have to be that. It simply is a making fun of Christ. And I find it fascinating that, one, it's everywhere. But more so, I find it fascinating that I can acquiesce to that mindset at times. It's not like I believe what they're saying, but it's like I can believe that other people would believe it. And certainly that's true, but then it causes me to change my thinking a little bit. And we need to be calibrated, like I've said in the past, and align with Christ and understand that this is going on all the time. And students, you're going to enter a situation this next year, whether you're a freshman or not, where it may not align with the mind of Christ, with the spirit of Christ. Campuses are known to foster the spirit of Antichrist. Now, maybe that's not true for a Christian college you might be attending, but you must always be on guard. And just because a college calls itself Christian doesn't necessarily mean that it's fully engaged with the spirit of God. Sorry, but I'm just putting that out there because you must be intelligent is the word I'm thinking of but a spiritual intelligence, not just a head knowledge. You must be aware in your spirit. So anyway, we're preparing. When I hear these, uh, these comedians, and, and it's not just comedians, it's anyone. If you, if you watch late night TV, which I haven't watched in a long time, you know, the, the late night shows, they'll bring on actors and celebs and all this stuff. And yeah, I find that whole celebrity scene kind of interesting. But as I get older, I realize that these folks are just skilled at 
you know, as actors, they're skilled at acting, acting like someone else. And I tend to be finding more weight, I guess, in the words of people who are skilled at engineering and business management and maybe the boring things you might call it boring but to me they have impact on people real people's lives you know as managers or as uh, innovators and they have actual impact whereas the celebs they impact in a different way they they simply throw their persona into the ether of our culture and we latch on and somehow we place a lot of value on what they say I guess uh, because they know how to memorize lines and act like someone that they're not I don't know but these late night shows if you watch it for any length of time you'll find out that it is pretty much not glorifying God And isn't that what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to glorify the Lord? After all, we know about what the Lord has done for us and what Jesus did in coming to earth and leading the disciples and ultimately dying for our sin, bodily rising from the dead, with witnesses all around, ascending into heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, daily interceding for us and giving wisdom to the apostles, the early church to spread the gospel so that you and I know it and can know the heart of God and we can even have this conversation at all. All of what Christ did and yet he's just a punchline to get a big laugh. And we've laughed too at times. And I think about the people who are doing that. And you know the, the statement that comes to my mind? When, when people are anti-Christ like this and anti-God. Now, I get anti-religion. I get that. I understand that one wholeheartedly. But this is not religion we're talking about. This is what I think of when I hear that and I see that behavior. Ignorance is bliss. That's what I think. I think that for me, that's what the it boils down to this. Why would they do that? Ignorance is bliss. They've heard what the culture, i.e. the prince of the air, our enemy, they've heard what the culture is saying and what is acceptable behavior when it comes to Christ. And the acceptable behavior by this culture is reduce it down to a punchline. That's acceptable. Everybody laughs at that one. And those who wouldn't, don't laugh, but they don't say anything. And so, perpetrating this thought, this mentality about Christ, down to a punchline, that is ignorance, my friends. It's repeating what the culture has said and not understanding at all what you're talking about. Ignorance. And it's bliss because when you reduce Christ down to that, you don't have to answer for what you've said. You don't have to 
answer for your thought process that minimizes him into a corner and really into nothing because you ridicule Christ and everyone agrees with you and therefore you render him powerless in your life and the lives of those who are agreeing with you. So you've really taken something of great power and removed it. Jesus Christ in your life can break the bonds of sin, depression, addictions, past hurts, any of those things. God has a solution and has already given a solution and made a solution and forged a way so that you could have new life. You could have this new life. But it's all about how you prepare your mind. So I'll be right back with more on that. So I was talking about preparation. So how do we go from late night talk shows, the dissing of Jesus Christ, down to preparing your life? Well, remember what I said. Those people, and hopefully it's not us, but those people, and you know what? I just realized that there are times that we do it too. We don't mean to, but we might we might speak with a mind that isn't fully in tune with the Lord. I mean, that's true. That's a for sure true because we're not always 100% in tune with the Lord because we miss it sometimes. And so because of that, we might say things or agree to things or whatever. We might acquiesce to the flow of the day and we can't use that ignorance is bliss statement because we are not ignorant. We are not to be ignorant. That's what the word is saying. So then we, we fill ourselves with the word of God and listen to people like Stephen Furtick. And yes, even Rusty James can help us out at times. But ultimately, it's the Lord that's speaking through his servants and we are heeding the word. And we're making sure it lines up with the word of God just as a double check. But we can sometimes miss it. But we are not to be ignorant. But the folks who are ignorant, they don't know better. It's like what Jesus said on the cross. Lord, forgive them. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So I think of that whenever I see someone relegating the, the thought of Jesus Christ into the corner. And we should pray for those people because they are ignorant. They don't know what they don't know. They're simply regurgitating what the culture has taught them. Because if they truly knew Christ and the power, the resurrection power that we have access to, they wouldn't do that. But it's bliss. Ignorance is bliss because hey, you don't have you don't have to be responsible for what you don't know. But you, my friend, you now know. And you have known. You want the power of God in your life? It's available to you. But the path forward is important. And that's where we get to the preparation. It's Monday morning. I woke up and I had a sense that I need to prepare my life better. 
the role I have at work affects other people. And if I don't do a good job, if my work ethic is subpar, I could be affecting others. Well, actually, either way, no matter how I do it, it will be affecting others. So I want to make sure I don't, I don't hinder the progress of others. I want to lift people up, and I want to have them find their path and their place that God has called for them. And they might indeed be leaders themselves. I hope so. And so if that's the case, I need to be developing leaders. Now, I didn't become a manager in my professional life until after I had been a father for some time. And in my case, that really helped. It's not like my employees are like children, but a lot of the principles are similar. Yes, I need to know my employees are grown people, and I can't treat them like I might my kids, even though I've been under some leadership that has done that to me, but I won't dwell on that. You know, part of being a parent, especially of teenagers and those who are college age, I'm trying to help them adult and prepare them. I've been through that phase in my life and I know some of the things I needed to do. I'm not trying to adult for them. That's a danger. Do not do this, parents. Don't adult for your kids. I don't know what the deal is with this current time we live in, but this is happening way too much. I don't know why. It's, I think it's just how we were brought up and I don't know if, if, if we, you know, made mistakes when we were entering adulthood and we don't want our adult kids to have these same mistakes. So we do stuff for them. We should not do this. If there's one thing that I hope you get parents of college age is that we don't hover I'm reading books on millennials entering the workforce. And one of the complaints is that managers of these employees are finding that their parents are doing stuff for them. You know, filling out forms for them and all this stuff. Man, part of my teaching of my kids, this adulting stuff, is to teach them how to do the things so that they don't rely on me. And it's kind of hard because I want my kids to succeed and I know that they don't do things quite the way I would. But you know what? They have to be adults themselves. And so I'm talking right now about just normal life things. But I think the Lord right now is speaking to me to talk to you about how you deal with your kids in preparation for their spiritual life ahead. You cannot be the Holy Spirit for your kids. I mean, as as they were young, the Holy Spirit spoke through you. The Lord God spoke through you, and you followed the Word, and you followed His plan for your family. But at some point, these precious kids of ours make the decision on their own. They make the decision. You don't make it. It's kind of similar to the this whole idea that I was talking about before where people who don't know Christ and they're ignorant they make statements and relegate them into the corner 
and it's just ignorance. But they, why do they do it? Because the culture, it's just what the culture is doing, right? Well, you have a culture within your family. So the young ones are kind of living the culture of your family. But at some point, they have to be accountable. They have to make preparations on their own. How do you do that? I feel like I'm pretty good at preparing my kids for the real life things. You know, how do you do your taxes or how do you figure out your finances or prep for school or, you know, all of the things that you need to do help them so that they can do it. But I think I need to work better at this preparation of their future paths with Christ. I did stuff earlier when they were younger, but these years are pretty important, very important, incredibly important. And because bad decisions or maybe just ignorant decisions that they make now can have life-changing consequences, I think the Lord is preparing me to prepare my kids for spiritual decisions. On this Monday morning, I feel like the Lord has been speaking to me about preparation. I'm assuming you can hear the rain on my windshield. And it's coming down pretty hard now. I, I can barely see the road in front of me. But every time the wipers swing by, I get a clearer vision. And then it gets blurry. And then clear and blurry. And isn't that how life goes sometimes? We don't have a clear... Like this Monday morning, I've got a great idea about how I can help prepare my kids in their spiritual walk. But after the work day today, it's going to get a little cloudy because I'm going to be focused on work things. I'm going to half forget what you and I talked about right now. We have to be careful that we don't let our day-to-day derail what really is important. But fear not, my friends, because there is a helper. You don't have to do this all on your own. Do you know that we can speak to God Almighty anytime we want? Anytime. And I know that He hears my prayers. Anytime. We don't have to do this alone. And Lord, we come before you right now and we thank you that we have this opportunity, this great counselor who is never far from us. Lord, we've got situations in our life where either we need to prepare for our own self or we have to help our kids prepare or those in our care, whoever it is, maybe maybe an elderly person in our family that's living with us, who knows? Lord, you know the preparations that need to take place and Lord, we're focusing mostly on the spiritual aspect of life. How can we prepare and how can we help others prepare to hear you and not be ignorant. I thank you that we can just spend time with you right now. We can hear what you're saying. I know your word says that you've prepared a path for us. You've prepared a place and that you desire that all men and all women come to the knowledge of you. Which means your will is that none will perish And that none will be ignorant. So we come against the spirit of this age. The spirit that would have us be ignorant of what you're doing. 
and of what you've done. I break those chains that would hold people down, the, the chains that are from this culture that would just keep us from learning about you. If we only knew what you had in your heart when you came to earth, if we only knew that difficult moment in the garden when you had to say, not my will but yours, Lord, I will go to the cross. If we could only understand the heart of God in that way, Lord, I, I know that you can help us see. And Lord, because of that, I know that you can help us communicate that knowledge of you to those who we need to help prepare. Lord, give us boldness. I know it doesn't come naturally to us. But Lord, help us to be witnesses of your goodness. Your word says, I don't want anyone to perish. I want every one of us to have eternal life. Thank you, Lord, that you've spoken to us right now and that you'll continue to do so. Amen. You know, that's what I do when I don't... I'm just like you guys. I don't know the solution a lot of times. And when I get that way, I just decide to talk to the solution and then listen. He knows what I need before I even ask it. You know that? But that doesn't mean that we don't ask. It's like the husband who says, well, my wife knows I love her. Why do I need to tell her? That's just an infantile mentality, really. So if that's you, I'm sorry I just called you infantile, but it truly is that. You need to speak love to your wife. And I'm just speaking for for my gender. I'm sure that it goes the other way too. So I pretty much got to what I wanted to get to. But for some reason, you know, I've got five more minutes. And I feel like there's something else we need to touch on. And I'm, Lord, I just would like you to tell me what that is. Use something to remind me what it is we need to discuss. You know, we've been speaking about... Ah, that's what it is. You know how I said ignorance is bliss? You know, when I think of the word bliss, I think of like fancy free and there's no chains on me and all this stuff. But if you think about someone who is ignorant of the ways of the Lord and that blissful feeling that they get, it's just a feeling. It's actually not the truth. When we're ignorant of the Lord's ways, what happens? We fall into the rut of aligning our lives with the culture. And guess what? The culture's going to hell. I mean, I guess uh, if you didn't know that, you need to know that. The unredeemed culture, the unredeemed man, is ultimately going to be headed to a place you don't want to be. Better to be informed, to be prepared, to know your maker and have a relationship with him and then all of a sudden the phrase becomes knowledge is power the power of God when you recognize who God is is an active force in your life it breaks chains there's a chain when you're living ignorant it's, it's going to take you down without you even knowing it's on you And yes, blissful. It's a blissful feeling. You don't know. You're trapped. But you, my friend, know that you can be set free from this trap of this age we live in. 
grab a hold of Jesus Christ and that knowledge that's that spirit knowledge is what enables a power in your life you can break free from things you couldn't break free from because God has already set you free from the thing that freedom didn't just take place when you learned about it it took place when Christ was resurrected but if you don't know and don't believe that that has taken place and that God is looking out for you you will miss it that power won't be activated in your life so that's what I want for you today I want you to understand that there is power in the blood of Jesus Christ that washed over you cleansed you set you free from sin and death and now opens your eyes so that you can see what God can see isn't that something you want to know about imagine if you didn't know that and somebody told you later in life hey did you know that this power is here available for you you might be like why didn't I know about this well people don't know because people like us don't tell them but God has given us boldness and a path forward to walk and people to speak to I just want to encourage you that way there are people it doesn't matter who you are there are people that you're going to impact yes you you have the Spirit of God in your life there ain't no stopping you what can stop you what can stop the Spirit of God the only thing is you so as we prepare for the days ahead get into that word and live in peace pray for those who persecute you and the God of creation has made himself available to you he's given you his word that he will never leave you or forsake you he's already won the battle we simply need to walk in that victory believe he's speaking through us and actually boldly speak and boldly go where you've not gone before and I will see you on the flip.